thanks so much for tuning into another episode of Digital Discussions Unfiltered. I am super excited to share this episode with you today as I've got another amazing guest. This week I spoke to Kelly Morell from Happy Communications about all things PR. Now, if you followed me for any length of time, there's a bit of a running joke about how much I dislike the traditional marketing methods. Now, I just wanted to clear something up. I think, you know, the likes of newspaper ads and all that kind of jazz, it has its place. I just personally prefer to be able to track and analyse my work. That, you know, that's it. Fundamentally, that's it. For me, when I had to learn about PR and working with journalists and the uncertainty of a piece of coverage happening or not happening, placing ads in newspapers, not knowing how many people were seeing it, and even if people did purchase, not being able to track where they heard about the company in the first place that I was working for at the time, it it just kind of bothered me a little bit. I feel like it's slightly different when we're talking about online PR, so in the form of kind of bloggers and influencers and that kind of thing, which, by the way, if you're if that's something that you're interested in, then make sure that you give episode number four a listen with Charlotte Dougal from Blether Digital. We covered all of that topic. But because there's certain metrics that can be shared, you kind of have an understanding of numbers, so views and all that kind of stuff. And that's it. It's not that I hate it. It's not that I discredit it or anyone that works in those fields for that matter. That's not what this is about. In fact, I think people just like Kelly have an incredibly tough job and not one that I would be very good at, by the way. (laughs) But anyway, but I've met Kelly before and I think, you know, she kind of saw it as a bit of a challenge, which actually I bloody love. So... Here's our conversation. We cover things like what, as small business owners, we can do to prepare for approaching journalists in the first place. So in the form of kind of a press kit, we talk about what to include in a press release and also how to find the right journalists and get in front of them in the easiest way possible. Kelly has honestly shared so much knowledge and helpful information in this episode, you would never believe it was her first ever podcast recording. So firstly, well done Kelly for getting through it. I hope you enjoyed it. So I hope you enjoy it and you can take lots away from it. I know I have. And don't forget to just take action. These things won't happen for your business by chance, by a miracle. You actually have to go and do the work. Take action and you know big things will happen so let's dive into it here's our conversation okay so hey kelly how are you hi lorna i'm okay how are you I'm really good, thank you. Thank you so much for your time today, coming on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to this episode. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. And I've actually had a couple of messages first thing this morning saying, like, they're absolutely buzzing to listen to this because they've got literally no idea. So I think we're all in the same ballpark right now. Oh, I hope it's useful. 
Cool. So um, I did give you a little bit of a heads up just so that everyone that's listening is aware. But I like to do this thing with guests where we kind of get a bit of an insight into who you are as a person rather than as a business. So I'm going to put myself a timer on for a minute. And I just wanted to give you the challenge to tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, all of that kind of great stuff in a minute. And if you go over that, all I ask is that you donate at least five pounds to the charity Mind. Do you think you can tell us about yourself in a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Ah. And if not, I'm quite happy to give to Mind, so that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a plus, isn't it? (laughs) Cool. So when you're ready, let's go. Cool. So I'm Kelly Morell. I'm a PR and communications consultant based in Cambridge, UK. My company is Happy Communications and we provide PR and comm support for those leaving a positive footprint on the world. Um, I started the company in 2019 after 15 years working in PR and comms for global brands, charities and independent businesses. Uh, I wanted more flexibility in my work after I'd had my two sons and I also wanted to align my work with my values by working with people and organisations who I believed in. We support ethical SMEs, social enterprises, independents and charities with PR and all that encompasses copywriting, marketing and social media support. There we go. Yay! <laughs> seven seconds. That was really good. <laughs> and you got out of a donation. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I'll pop it in there anyway. Oh, pleasure. Um amazing I literally love your description of your business because I think we met at a networking event in Cambridge yes um run by the lovely Jules who is also going to be a guest at some point um and even I think just kind of meeting you and you kind of being really passionate about you know the word value probably I've heard you say more than I've heard you say anything else yes super important to me yeah and the whole kind of ethical thing I don't think I've ever come across a business that's quite like it so it's really really lovely to hear actually so I just love your description of your business oh thank you yeah I think when I started kind of my business it was really important to me that it kind of meant something Um, yeah and it it's lovely now that I kind of get to work with clients who are kind of driving positive change and um supporting kind of causes that I believe in um it's yeah it's brilliant it's just really fulfilling work then isn't it it's not kind of I can't imagine waking up and think I can't imagine you wake up and think oh I can't bother to go to work today yeah completely I mean I've done a lot of that in my you know in my career kind of I've 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 had to PR a lot that I didn't believe in and it's really difficult um so it's it's nice now that I kind of get to get to choose a bit more and work about you know work on projects that I'm really passionate about and that's you know it's it's lovely I'm really happy 100% 100% I think that's why a lot of people kind of start their own business isn't it so that they don't have to do the stuff that they don't want to do exactly exactly I mean you know life's too short to be dragging morning so yeah cool well, I thought, um, I think it was actually one of my, I put a bit of a Q&A up on my Instagram and asked people who they would like to 
see or hear on the podcast, should I say. And I think it was actually a lovely lady in Cambridge that literally directly messaged me and said, you have to have Kelly on your podcast. (laughs) So I dropped you a quick DM and you were like, totally out of my comfort zone, never done it before. But here we are. So you are, you obviously have an incredible amount of knowledge about PR. So given that I think... Uh, you definitely do, but I think a lot of other people do, and I'm, I'm, I'm relatively open about my um, stance, shall we say, <laughs> on traditional marketing. So I just thought it'd be a really interesting conversation, and yeah. I don't think it's it's not one of those things that I discredit. I think there's totally a need for it. That's it's still a valid kind of way of marketing your business. I just think from kind of a small business point of view, I think a lot of people don't really have a clue where to start, what to do, what the best practices and all that kind of thing. So today we're just going to have a bit of a chat about all of those things because you're the lady in the know. So I guess my first question is for any kind of small business owner, where do they even bloody begin with (laughs) PR? Well, I just kind of, I'll just, if it's okay, I'll just kind of step back slightly and just kind of um, talk a little bit, if it's okay, just what what is PR? And I think yeah, cool. it's really useful just to kind of, because a lot of people might not even really understand what it is, but from, 100%. Yeah, go for it. Um, from sort of my perspective, I look at PR as being about um, reputation management. Um, it's about connecting, uh, connecting a business with other businesses, with, with, their audience through trusted sources so through journalists through bloggers um through events or organizations that kind of align with that company's values and mission um and reach and have that kind of target reach to their audience hopefully that makes sense but it's it's kind of about enhancing a reputation and managing a reputation and shining a company in its best light um so in terms of a kind of starting point for a small company um for any company is before you before you're even thinking about doing any kind of press activity um it would really be about pulling together your press kit um Okay, so I think I've written a couple of notes down from what you've just said there because I don't think I've ever heard PR be described as the way you've described it. And all of a sudden, I can kind of feel my relationship with PR changing. Really? So, <laughs> um, because I think I, I we've just had a quick conversation before this, but yeah. when I was kind of pushed into doing PR because I had to do all of the marketing for a job that I was in, yeah I again as I say like I understood the importance of it but for me it was almost kind of and this it might be a personal thing but it it was almost kind of a chore because it felt like journalists were quite standoffish they were quite brutal if you like and it was almost like but I I guess that's probably um, a bit of a downfall on me because I didn't know what I was doing at the end of the day let's face it um and I didn't really understand best practice and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. that. That was actually a really nice explanation of what PR is. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad it made sense because like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard as well. I think you know, kind of what we we're talking about previous 
um, but what you sort of mentioned, it's hard when you are working on something that you're not passionate about. But yeah. with any small business who's going to be, you know, looking after their own PR for their own company, they're going to be passionate about it, you'd hope. So, right. um, so they're coming from that place already. So that's yeah. already already sort of one. Um, cool. Yeah. So in terms of a press kit, I mean, yeah. it, it sounds pretty daunting. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> So what, what is a press kit and how do you make it, I guess? So a press kit is um, basically, if, you, if you're going to go and speak to a journalist and you're going to say to them, right, I've got this story for you about my company, um, you know, we're going to do this, we've got this story, they, then they're probably going to come back to you and say, okay, um, you know, if they do come back to you, they're going to come back to you and say, okay, can you get me some photos? Can you get me some stats? Can you get me some case studies can you get me some um a, a biog you know they, they, there are going to be things that they might ask for so what you need to do before you go and speak to a journalist is you need to make sure that you've got all these things ready because it's key that when you're liaising with a journalist that you're professional and that you're being quick um because they've not got much time um and that you're um building a great relationship for the future so in your press kit, what you need to be preparing is, um, I would say, first up is a great bank of photography. And I would say that's the most important thing um, above everything else, because a great bank of photography is so important for your social media. It's important for your website. It's going to be important for any any kind of media coverage that you're going to get. You're going to need get Sorry, and I guess kind of in terms of photography anyway, it's just, it, it's almost, a, a picture kind of speaks a thousand words, doesn't it? And if you okay. rock up with a blurry, <laughs> pixelated picture, yeah. that it's not even possible for them to print it, even if you kind of wanted them to. So that's amount, a really good point, actually. The amount, the amount of um, pictures I've had sent over to me to put forward to journalists that are so low res... And yeah, I'm like that is just not going to work. Yeah, and it just looks unprofessional. And um, yeah, so in, you know, if you're if you're a product business, it's even more important um, that you've got really good product shots um, of your business of your car of your. That's really interesting. So um, obviously, I think you know, especially being in e-commerce, yeah. I think product photography to me is just a big thing anyway. Yeah, but would you say? So I think. One of the biggest questions that I personally wanted, I, I think personally wanted answered by you today or your opinion on. Yeah. Um, I think you've kind of touched on it a little bit where you kind of said, like, if you if you're going to work with a journalist and you're, you know, you're going to say this is our business and, and this is what we do and this is the story that we've got. Yeah. I think one of the biggest challenges that I had is that when especially because obviously it wasn't my business at the time. So yeah. I was working for someone else. But it was almost like they deemed something to be newsworthy, whereas I was like, I don't think that's newsworthy. And so every journalist would pretty much turn it down. So I think my biggest thing is how do you, because obviously we've touched on the fact that if you're a small business owner and you're doing your own PR, you're going to be passionate about it anyway. Yeah. But if you're, if I'm really passionate about it, one of the things that came up with Krishna um, in two episodes ago in episode number eight yeah um was that obviously it's kind of it's kind of your baby isn't it and you almost kind of take things personally so 
if you're doing your own PR and you kind of say, well, we're launching this new product, I want it to talk to a journalist about it. And the journalist kind of goes, well, that's great, but it's not actually that new and it's not inventive and it's not... How do you stop people from taking that really personally and how do you work out what is more likely to be newsworthy or not? Um, do you want me, should, I, should I go through the rest of the press kit and then come back to that or do you want me to go? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, because it's, really, it's a really good question and um, definitely, definitely one I can answer. But um, if I... I'll go through the um go through the press kit. So you so you got your photography. You want a company story, so uh, kind of one pager, company story answering the kind of the five W's and the one H, which is when, where, why, how, what, and who. If you answer all of those things, you will have a decent uh, company story talking about where you came from, why you, why you do what you do, who you are why why are you different to other people what what makes you special um and that's just kind of it's background information really for a journalist to draw on um case studies if you're a charity or a social enterprise you're going to be asked for case studies so stories about how your charities helped someone um and with that you'll need decent photos of that person um products fact sheets details of any awards that you've won not that you've been shortlisted for that you've won um very yeah. valid point <laughs> everyone's been shortlisted for an award um logos um have a few different versions because uh, a newspaper might want a black and white logo a magazine might want a colored logo um and any kind of management and staff biogs ready you'll probably have them on your website anyway but having them ready um and then um all your kind of contact info in one place so your like web your web address your email your social handles your address phone number just having all of this information ready saves a lot of time when you're dealing with that journalist and it just helps you look professional and one thing with all of that so once you've kind of got all of that is making sure that it's all consistent in its tone, its messaging, the way it looks. Um, and it's also really good to get someone, if you can afford to pay someone to do it, brilliant, get someone to proof it and check for consistency, check for spelling errors. But if you if you can't, just get some, a friend or a family that you know you, you think would be good at that kind of thing to do it for you. Um, I, guess just, I guess just someone outside of yourself or outside of yeah. your that just can kind of see it from a different point of view you become really blind to stuff like that when yeah. you're when you're um looking at it all the time and um, yeah 100%. and it's it's really important you know if you're going to send it to a journalist it needs to be spelled right uh, you, you need those you, you can't be sending a company story that has a different tone to you know the case study or something you know it, it needs to feel like a package um so yes yeah, so that's your kind of press kit and it, it does feel like a lot but I think it's it's groundwork that will set you up for years um absolutely you know of, of kind of getting going in your company um, yeah 100% and I think a lot you've kind of touched on a, a few things there that I think actually you should probably have anyway like yeah. even if you're you know it even if before today, if I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not even interested in, in press. I'm not interested in talking to journalists. It's just not for me for whatever reason. Then 
I feel like even me, <laughs> I feel like I've got the majority of the stuff that you've just said anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think working, you know, as a, as a, like listening to Krishna's um, podcast and, um, you know, I've, I've worked with her, but kind of knowing the importance of your, your brand and your, your website, it, you know, I, you can't, you can't fold that. It's it's so important as a as a small coaching. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. So your um your question um about kind of journey. I guess I guess the crux of the question is how do you how do you work out what is more likely to be newsworthy and or not? Um. So I think there it's figuring out who your target audience is figuring out what they what they read yeah what publications you're going to want to be in what bloggers you're going to want to write about you what influencers you're going to want to work with and then digesting their material so reading what they reading what they write reading their publications watching their new tv news shows listening to their radio shows and then you can see what they're writing about you can see the kind of stories they write about um the thing that i hear more than anything from journalists and from bloggers is the thing that kind of disgruntles them the most is when they get sent press releases um or feature ideas for things that are just so far away from what just they totally unrelatable and it shows that the person's never even picked up their magazine or their paper yeah. or read their blog. Um, and, you know, in, when I started in PR, um, which was actually before social media existed, <laughs> um, and uh, when, so when I started in PR, it, we, you know, we had a really bad habit of just getting a media list and BCC, sending it to all, hoping it dropped somewhere. Um, and that those days are gone um and it now it's it's about it's about kind of familiarizing yourself with who you want to work with and looking at what they write and looking at how they write and making sure that your what you're giving them is going to be suitable for them um and so kind of you know whenever I'm sending over a press release I'll, I'll send I'll send over to a journalist, but I'll I'll have a little introduction and I'll sort of say, you know, I really liked the piece that you wrote last week on this. So I was kind of hoping that this, you know, this might work for you because I've seen that you've been writing about this and that kind of, you know. So so it shows that you're you're engaged in them and you're yeah, it just shows a bit of interest, doesn't it? I think and I think Absolutely. actually this probably is it's very similar. It's kind of borderline because obviously you've brought up. Um, bloggers and influencers as well mm-hmm. so I did a, uh, an episode I think it was number four with uh, Charlotte Dougal from Blether yeah and her part of her main business is working with influencers and she kind of touched on the same thing yeah with um, it's just about building a relationship and also it's kind of that mutual beneficial kind of relationship so it's not just Absolutely this is the story I have, this is the products I have, and yeah. you should talk about them. It's actually, this really fits in well with 
the last six things that you've written about because I know you have an interest in it which means your audience obviously has an interest in it so I think that they would want to know about it exactly exactly and it's it's just it's respectful as you know it's respectful and it's yeah it's um I just I think I think it's more and more I kind of I encourage my clients to engage with the journalists that we work with on social media for example yeah um you know and I I do that I you know the journalists that I work with I have a relationship with them all on social media it's you know it's it's more than just sending out a press release and hoping it that they'll cover it in the paper of of course you can you know that may happen and you may be lucky and it it may you may get it but I think with small businesses you you know you you kind of need to engage more um and And it kind of almost comes back to that I think the more people I talk to the more I'm finding out more about myself and that I actually really appreciate the kind of the psychology side of marketing Mm. and it's also kind of it's that staying in the forefront of people's minds so that kind of comes up a lot with advertising with Facebook ads and all that kind of stuff but it's it kind of works in a similar fashion because if you're you know if you're replying to their tweets when they ask for help regardless of whether it suits you or whether you retweet it to try and help them out or definitely do you know what I mean just building that relationship you're always kind of on top of their mind so so when you need something they're probably going to be more open with you absolutely absolutely and I you know one of the one of the big things I always say um and it it's so simple it's so simple and it's so often forgotten and I always say to to anyone if you get some coverage and you've been working with a journalist a journalist who probably hasn't been paid a huge amount of money for the for the work that they've done the hours that they've spent on your article thank them wow is it really like it's not that hard is it because I think people people are so um some people can be so short-term focused they just oh yeah they've got that coverage brilliant like move on yeah you know I think especially with, with small businesses you need to think long haul you need to think that you're building these relationships that are going to help you for the grow your business and so you you want to build relationships with people who are going to be there next time yeah because that's the thing isn't it just because they've written one article it's not to say that they won't do it again exactly and if you're thanked to them and then if you've when you get the coverage if you've shared that coverage on your social media and you've tagged them in your social and you've tagged them in your public thanks and then you've engaged with them on another post that's completely unrelated where you're not asking them for anything but you're giving them something or you've congratulated them when they've won an award or um then when next time when you pick up the phone and you say oh you know I've got this story even though maybe actually this time around maybe it's not a very good story but they might be like oh do you know what you're lovely and you're great so we'll get that in for you you know yeah that one in for you and it's all about, you know, it's all about build, building, a, yeah, building a relationship. And the, you know, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's just so important. It's <laughs> so important. I can't stress that enough. That is the most important thing. Um, it kind of amazes me a little bit that it is so forgotten. I think, yeah. as you say, like, people are so short-sighted. And I think that's just the society that we've become, I think. It's just... Take, take, take. Right, and that call next onto the next thing. You just kind of 
it's about stopping and just kind of realizing what you've just achieved yeah and making sure you get the most from it and if that just means saying thank you or sending them a tweet or you know there was an occasion where there was a journalist um at that company I I used to work for we put on an event we invited lots of journalists and you know it happens but a lot of them didn't turn up but for the ones that did we gave them um free drink and I sent them all a bunch of flowers afterwards because it's just it's just the nice thing to do because as you say I think there's probably a misconception on how much journalists earn (laughs) especially at smaller publications so um it's just it's just the nice thing to do so yeah that's a really good point actually yeah um so I think for me again when I was dropped in the deep end the probably probably one of the other biggest questions the second biggest question was what the hell should I put in a press release (laughs) because you kind of go oh I've got a big blank piece of paper in front of me what what, where to include so have you got any tips on that yeah so I would um so start with your your logo and your um proper date on there to say when you're kind of issuing your your release um state that it's a press release so just pop a little kind of note at the top saying press release um because they will get through press releases they get photo calls they get news alerts so just pop a press release um and then you need a catchy short title so something that is going to kind of grab their attention um i would steer clear from using things like exciting or um you know because that makes me laugh because what's exciting to one person one person is not exciting to the other (laughs) it makes me cringe so much um and um so and then and in terms of kind of how to structure your email um try and get kind of the most important information into the first couple of paragraphs because you want to we want to structure your um release as if as if a journalist is just going to read you know the first couple of paragraphs don't assume they're going to read the whole lot so journalists get thousands of emails a day even you know a a local news desk will receive thousands of emails a day so journalists who are kind of monitoring the news emails are going to be just scanning through quickly is that relevant no is that relevant yeah okay forward it on forward it on no so you need to grab them quickly um i'd say no more than six paragraphs so you need to be snappy um again be answering your who what when why where and how um include a quote from um uh kind of a, a, a person of authority um include who that person is the name the job title as um, in as in like a personal authority from the, the company that you're yeah working. yeah so um yeah so if if it's from your so say you're a, a florist you're opening a new branch it would be uh joe blogs um florist said this is the best day of my life blah 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 blah. um and um and then um right for the right for the audience that you're um of the publication you're sending to so if you're writing for a a regional newspaper your tone and the language that you know the language that you use is going to be very different if you're than if you're writing for a scientific 
publication. Okay, so that's really interesting. So um, I think, is it a case that you, would it be right to say, write for the assumption that they could copy and paste it so that you're, it's almost already ready for the person that's going to read it. You're not writing to kind of say to the journalist, this is why it's amazing, blah, blah, blah. You're not literally trying to pitch to them. You're almost kind of trying to do their job. Yeah, absolutely. You're make them their job easier. Them. Yeah, completely. And um, I think it's also, again, worthwhile sort of going over the fact that, you know, here, if you're, if you've been reading the publication or the blog that you're submitting to, you should be you should be familiar with their tone and the language yeah. that they use and the style that they use. So, for example, regional publications tend to have a lower case on job titles, and okay. and I know that it really annoys them when they get sent press releases with caps on job titles because they have to then, you know, if you think that they're writing a journalist is writing twenty stories a day and they have to lower case the job titles on those stories every day. Yeah, it can seem really mundane, but actually, when you think about all the other stuff they're doing, like you said, if they've got to read thousands of emails a day, yeah, you don't have the time. You just—it's almost just about making their life easier. It's exactly what it is, and and that's how I I see my job as obviously obviously for my clients as getting them press coverage, but I see my job in terms of how I liaise with journalists as making their life easier. How can I? What can I do? to make their job easier yeah and that, that, makes is, totally that, is what will, that is what will get them working with me that's what yeah. makes them open my emails I mean I'm not being funny if somebody came along and tried to make my job easier I'd probably work with them as well <laughs> exactly <laughs> especially when you're getting thousands of emails a day and you're stressed and you're at threat of redundancy and you know you're doing a job that you love but you know it's you're working on multiple publications and you know you're trying to do your best but it's stressful um yeah. then you're going to take all the help you can and you're going to open the press releases of the people that you know are sending you stuff that's written well and you're going to get things when you need them on time interestingly it kind of it kind of makes me think about um you know anybody that works in digital or social especially mm. we all bang on about that no like and trust but actually it's just exactly the same yeah completely it's just about you're just trying to get a journalist to know, like, and trust you rather than a stranger on the internet that you want them to follow you on Instagram or follow you on Facebook. It's just about, mm-hmm. again, it's it's always going to come back to building that relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, completely. It's all about that. And, and then, you know, through that coverage, it's reaching your, it's reaching your audience through, um, a method that people trust through a channel that people trust 100% um, um yeah and, and and then at the end of your release um pop a notes to editors section where you have lots of detail uh, you have like your little company story your contact details um and then get someone to proofread it and make sure it's mm-hmm. consistent and when you um when you send it over to a journalist um don't attach it that's a that's a big tip I was literally I was literally going to ask you that because having (laughs) I feel like I'm traveling back in time to the nightmares (laughs) I had 
Um, but I had I feel like I learned that lesson quite quickly because um, I think that's probably the biggest from somebody that doesn't do PR that's the biggest piece of advice I would give and that's because yeah. people just they, it just pisses them off doesn't it it's just one more click it's again making that making their life easier so if you can copy and paste it into the body of an email it's one less and like I said you've got someone sitting at a computer going through all the news releases coming in are they going to click open an attachment probably yeah, not. I can imagine doing that a thousand times a day yeah. They're gonna. They're, that's probably gonna go in the dustbin, isn't it? Unless yeah. you've got a really catchy subject line. Um, so that would have to be a hell of a subject line, wouldn't it? Exactly. <laughs> um, so so yeah. So copy and paste that into your body of an email. And um, I've I've had mixed re- mixed feedback from journalists about whether to send images. And um, okay. some say to. To, to send a low res and then say that you've got high res on request so as to not fill inboxes um but a journalist that i was speaking to yesterday said that she prefers to be sent one high res image which is what i tend to do and so i, I tend to send one high res image and then say i can send you more if you'd like them um, i guess that's just kind of to save her time right so she could just kind of get on and do it if that's what she wants to do yeah exactly um so yeah I think that I think again actually that that might be that might depend on who you're talking to so yesterday that was an editor of a national magazine whereas the other feedback was from a a features writer so um so that's a really interesting insight actually yeah it's I think as well actually another kind of sorry I'm jumping around all over the place but Mm -hmm. I thought of another, another useful tip which is um, press releases are very much for news um, if you've got a features idea so if you're looking at kind of more of a, a magazine so especially for your um, your kind of product-led companies or um, if yeah or like a, a coach or something and you you kind of fancy putting yourself forward for a feature or something for a magazine um, it's it's really important that you're that you don't send it's really important that you don't send a news release to a features writer um and that you kind of again this is about being familiar with who you're sending to who you're pitching to but with with if you're approaching a features writer um the best way to do that is just to send them an email but to have to kind of send an idea or to send a couple of ideas as to what that feature might look like so to kind of actually think about you know I've got this product um, talk talk to them about your company. I've, I'm th- I've got this company. I saw that you wrote about this. Well, I've got this product, and this is my company. And I thought that maybe I could work with you on doing a, a feature about this. And this is why my my company fits in with this publication. And blah 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 blah. Um, yeah. So I think I, the the biggest the I think the first thing that came to my mind then is almost like those um correct me if I'm wrong almost like those kind of Forbes or like Huffington Post type articles like seven ways to become financially free and all that kind of stuff it's not not news it's not this is my new thing or this is my new shop or this is my new whatever it's it's yeah so there's a key there is definitely a key difference there isn't there yeah there's there's a key difference between news and features and um so I think you know it's, it's making sure that 
you're pitching in the right way. So a press release is for news and okay. for news desks. And if you're pitching to a, for a feature, that is an email with um, some ideas on how on what kind of features you might be able to work with. And it's not it's not just sending over a biog of your company and putting you forward. It's actually thinking of some creative ideas and sending over those ideas. Not, you know, not the not the finished article, but just the kind of the the beginnings of some ideas that the features writer can then work with you and that they can then go and pitch to their editors. Um, yeah, that's really interesting, that. actually. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay, so I'm just a little bit um, worried about time because I don't want to take all your time <laughs> up. Um, Sorry, I guess... <laughs> the last question, I guess, for you um, is probably just kind of now we've kind of got an idea you've definitely taught me quite a lot I won't, be, I won't lie um now we've kind of got a press kit ready we know we know what to kind of how to send it to a journalist we know that we should be building the relationship we know we need to do our research beforehand um but what how like how do we get in front of those journalists like what's the best way the best practice how do you find the journalist to begin with um, so that's again it's just familiarizing yourself with the publications it's it's going out and buying them it's reading them it's listening to the podcast listening to the radio shows um, and then you know I would say finding them on social media um, getting their kind of contact details through their email is always the preferred option especially at the moment when a lot of them are working from home so you like the phone numbers great point there. i would never have even thought of that yeah so um at the moment it's it's really tricky actually to kind of get hold of them unless we've unless you've got a relationship with them already it's quite tricky um so email is really important um and how i tend to kind of work is um i would tend to for, for a news article i would tend to email over a press release um also actually something that's really important just to kind of go over is is familiarizing yourself with their deadlines so there's a there's a regional paper that I work with a lot that's a weekly paper and I know that it goes to print on a Tuesday so I know one not to contact them on a Tuesday because they're really busy but two um I know that probably sending the rest a press release to them on a Thursday is probably quite good and then I'm following up on a Friday so sending it over on a Thursday um with an email calling them on a Friday and then they've got time to kind of work on it before their Tuesday. Um, so that's really important because um, obviously then you've got dailies, magazines work four months ahead, some of them. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, I was talking to, um, I was on a, a call with red magazine yesterday and they're working on their Christmas issue already. Yeah. Um, I remember that. Cause I think I, I remember um, putting a, press release together in June and I think it was actually for yeah. magazine, so that's really interesting um, yeah exactly edition. so that's that's really um really important actually to familiarize yourself with that um and then sorry I can't remember <laughs> the question before <laughs> how do you get in front of the journalists obviously we've gone yeah. through buying the publications themselves um, social media I think from from my point of view I think that's the only thing I use Twitter for 
back yeah, in the day. Twitter's really good, actually. Twitter is um, my preferred option for kind of connecting with journalists. And most journalists are on Twitter. Um, and a, a quite a few journalists as well run um, like training sessions on um, PR or they might do sort of chats about their publications. So they're always oh, like, different sort of um, signing up to. Um, and there are some, there's some useful hashtags as well on on Twitter. I'm trying to think of the one on Twitter. It's no requests. Yeah, no requests. Yes, that's it. Um, that's really, really good to follow, especially for like products and so for like gift guides and stuff. Um, yeah. They're always kind of asking for that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I think I think there's no, you know, there's no kind of magic wand. It's it's about graft and it's about relationship building. Um, and um I think I'd probably have to agree with you on that I think as as I say I only did it as part of one job because I just had to do all of the marketing but mm. it was probably the hardest graft of my life yeah so I would 100% agree with that <laughs> so if you do it as your daily job well done to you <laughs> well I think I think that's that's why I've decided now to you know work on things that I'm passionate about because it is hard and it is you know it is a slog but at least you know when I'm kind of doing that doing it on with clients that I feel passionate about it's it doesn't feel that way but um you know the other thing is if you're if you are a product business you can always do kind of mailers and stuff to key journalists that you want to work with so sending them your product um in the hope that they'll sort of feature feature your products um and that's when we kind of get into gifting and things like exactly. that but you know there's obviously an expense there and there's a lot of you know legwork to do there with that and there's always the chance that it ends up not in the right hands and things so um but um yeah cool I think we've had a really good conversation I think you've picked out a lot like I think there's a lot to dissect in that if I'm honest um and hopefully that's given people a lot of kind of stuff to get on with actions to take away so um I guess just to wrap it up thank you so much for coming on the podcast you're obviously incredibly knowledgeable um looking at you I wouldn't say that you've been doing this for 15 years you don't have to do anyone (laughs) Kelly don't worry um so yes I guess if anybody that's listening to this needs some help with their PR if you kind of fit into Kelly's amazing ideal customer where can people find you where can they follow you all of that kind of stuff yeah so my um my website's happycommunications.co.uk um I'm mainly on Instagram but also on Twitter at happycoms with a single m um I am on LinkedIn as well Kelly Morell um and I'm going to be um doing some kind of more blogging and things in the future so I'm hoping to kind of do some more blogging about helping people with PR and helping people with sort of figuring out how to define their values and stuff um, moving forward as well so um, hopefully that might be of use to people too. 100% uh, honestly I've been as I say we met at a, a networking event in Cambridge and just some of the stuff that you come out with you've obviously started your happy chats with you're on your blog recently and they're just such a joy to read they're just so lovely thank you thank you and well done to you too I'm really listening I'm really loving listening to your podcasts and stuff oh bless you Um, I'm just just trying to help other people I think having these guests on where 
obviously like, I'll be the first to hold my hands up and say I don't know everything and I think especially today's episode will be the shining star of that <laughs> I've got no idea about PR so it's well, nice I hope, to I hope I've changed, uh, changed your mind a little bit Lorna yeah I think you have actually yeah. I think even just kind of your explanation of what PR is I think there's almost kind of this negative connotation attached to it that some journalists can be quite grumpy and like quite yeah. hard to deal with but actually they're just human beings and it's just about relationships so absolutely cool okay. well thank you so 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 much for your time and you. um I, for everybody listening i will drop all of the links to everything that kelly just said her website and her socials in the show notes and you can find them there if you want to give her a follow and yeah apart from that i'll talk to you all really soon awesome thank you Thanks, kelly. take care